welcome back to your daily dose of ancient wisdom. We continue our reading of Srimad Bhagavata, Book 2, Discourse 4. The king asks a question about creation of the universe and the sage Sukha commences his discourse. Sutta continued. On hearing these words of Sri Shuka, the son of Yasa, which enabled him to ascertain the truth concerning the Supreme Spirit, King Parikshit, the son of Uttara, exclusively devoted his pious mind to Sri Krishna's feet. He shook off in a moment the deep-rooted attachment which he had conceived all that time for his own body, wife, sons, residents, animals, wealth, and kinsmen, as well as for his kingdom that had known no trouble. Having come to know of his death beforehand, the high-minded Parikshit renounced all his duties connected with the first three objects of human pursuit, namely Dharma, Artha, and Kama. He then established his complete identity with Lord Vasudeva and full of deep reverence for hearing the glory of Sri Krishna, asked Sri Sukha the same question which you are now asking me, O holy ones. The king said, All-knowing and sinless as you are, O divine sage, your words are quite true. Even as you proceed with your discourse on Sri Hari, the gloom of my ignorance disappears. I further wish to know how the Lord, by his own Maya deluding potency, creates this universe, the mysteries of which even the greatest gods like Brahma find it difficult to unravel. Also tell me now how the all-pervading Lord protects the universe and how again he destroys it. Possessed as he is of innumerable powers, which of them does the Supreme Person assume when he plays with his own self, transforming himself onto so many playthings, and creates and then destroys a number of universes? Indeed, it appears difficult even for the wise or divine sage to comprehend the doings of Lord Srihari of marvelous deeds. I should also like to know how the Lord, who is one without a second, assumes all at once the three gunas of Prakriti in order to perform the various functions of creation or manifesting himself in different forms as Brahma and so on, assumes them in succession. Since you are well versed in the Vedas and have also realized the Supreme Spirit, kindly respond, to this inquiry of mine. Sutta said, Thus implored by the king to discourse upon the excellence of Sri Hari, Sage Sukha fixated his thought on Lord Sri Krishna, the inspirer of all senses, and commenced his reply as follows. Sri Sukha said, Obedience to that Supreme Person of infinite glory, who is 
in order to carry on his portful activity of creating, preserving and destroying the universe, has in the form of Vishnu, Brahma and Shiva assumed the three Shaktis in the shape of Sattva, harmony, Rajas, activity and Tamas, the darkness. Nay, who is the inner controller of all beings and whose true nature and ways cannot be apprehended through the intellect. Salutations again to him who roots out the sorrows and sufferings of the virtuous and bestows on them the boon of his love, who puts a stop to the material growth of the wicked and grants them liberation and further confers on those who have entered the order of Paramahamsas or recluses the boon of self-realization sought after by them. For all animate and inanimate beings are his manifestations, and hence he has no partiality for or prejudice against anyone. Hail, hail to you who foster your devotees, but are far from the reach, elude the grasp of those that are destitute of devotion, and who by virtue of your divine nature unequaled and surpassed delight in your own essence which is known by the name of Brahma the Absolute. Salutations again and again to the Lord of most auspicious renown by singing whose praises by thinking of seeing greeting and adorning whom and by hearing whose glory men are cleansed of their impurities at once. Hail, hail to that Lord of most blessed renown by taking refuge in whose feet the wise should shake off from their mind the attachment to this as well as the other world and attain to the state of Brahma without any exertion. Ascetics and those devoted to charity, men of high repute and those who have controlled their mind and senses the knower of the mantras and men righteous conduct never attain the blessedness without dedicating themselves to his feet. To that Lord of most blessed renown, we make obedience again and again. The Kiratas, the Hunas, the Andhras, the Pulindas, the Pulasakas, the Abhiras, the Kanakas, the Yavanas, the Khasas, and other sinful races, no less than other of sinful conduct, are purged of their sins, even by taking refuge in those who depend on him. To that all-powerful Lord we offer our greetings. May that Lord be gracious to me, who is the very self, to the wise, and the supreme Lord, of his devotees, who is the Veda itself, to those devout of ritual acts, nay who in dharma righteousness personified to those given to the righteous conduct and austerity penance to men of Askis, and whose reality is looked upon with wonder by sincere devotees like Brahma, Shankara and others. May that Lord of Sri, the goddess of prosperity and beauty, 
the Lord of sacrifices, the Lord of all created beings, the ruler of all intellects, the Lord of earth, the protector as well as the asylum of the Andhakas, the Vrishnis and Satvatas, and the Lord of the Holy Ones, be gracious to me. The wise realize the truth of the self with the help of their reason, purified through samadhi in the form of meditation on his feet, and describe it according to their own predictions. May that Lord Mukunda, the bestower of liberation and divine love, be gracious to me. Egged on by him at the dawn of creation to revive in Brahma's heart the memory of the past cycle, Saraswati, the goddess of wisdom, appeared from the latter's mouth in the form of Vedas, with her, with all her limbs in the form of Siksha or phonetics, grammar and so on. May that Lord, the foremost of the disseminators of wisdom, be propitious to me. Having created these bodies out of five gross elements like earth, water, fire, air and ether, that all-prevailing Lord indwells them as the Purushas, the individual souls, and endowed with sixteen instruments, namely the five senses of perception, the five organs of action, the five vital airs, and the mind, enjoys their sixteen objects. May that Lord lend charm to my expression. Hail to the omniscient Lord Vedabhyasa, who is no other than Lord Vasudeva, from whose lotus-like lips the devotees drink the nectar of wisdom. Questioned by sage Narada, O Parikshit, Brahma the self-born, the repository of Vedas, taught to that sage this very gospel which Srihari himself has imparted on him earlier. Thus ends Fourth Discourse in Book 2 of the Great and Glorious Bhagavata Purana, otherwise known as Paramahamsa Samhita. Thank you.